Hello and welcome to the first ever live edition of the PlayStation Premiere Podcast, um, the PS Premiere Podcast. Uh, I'm here joined once again by series regulars Dorian Ford. Hello, it's Dory. Uh, I go by she, her pronouns. Um, and we are live, baby. We're live. Hell yeah. Uh, Sebastian Cardone. Hi, I'm Sebastian. You can follow me at little seven ninety three. and happy 4th of July weekend. And we're joined this week uh, by two special guests, uh, Nate McClellan. Hello, I'm Nate. You can follow me on Twitter at Inerata underscore. And happy 4th. Happy Friday. Hell yeah. And Preston Wilkie. Host of Hi, the, uh, sorry, co-host of the Level Zero podcast. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, co-hosting Level Zero with Greg now, um, and we're going to be doing. Expect like all the our new season of shows to come out probably mid to end of September. I couldn't uh, believe that post-credit spoil uh, like scene at the end that y'all did. <laughs> I, it was just wild, you know. Amazing. Right. Right. That cliffhanger. It was not really a work art. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, for those who don't know, Level Zero is what exactly? Do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, so uh, Greg started Level Zero about, I don't know, November of uh, last year, 2020. And sort of his goal was to spell out sort of the basics of video games for people that aren't necessarily immediately totally invested in video games, but that are interested. So he's done like digital games versus physical games. What are the different genres of games? What... Uh, Things like that. And I think one of his most popular series has been uh, the history of various companies, uh, Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, and then the history of Zelda. He did, I think, about four episodes on that. So it's kind of just a celebration of games in about 30 minutes to an hour in an essay-like format. Uh, Each episode comes out. Again, we've done, I think, 10 total episodes so far. I was on the last one of this past season. And then we're going to be doing another season uh, coming up that we've already gotten started, gotten started on, where we're going to be interviewing people. We're going to be doing sort of developer information, more stuff on companies, more stuff on games. Uh, so it'll be a really big, uh, big undertaking that we're hopefully going to get ahead of the game on here soon. Yeah, uh, I haven't had a pleasure the pleasure of listening to your episode yet, but I have listened to a few episodes of Level Zero um, and. I have to say, even uh, as someone who is very familiar with video games and a lot of the stories, like I'm still learning uh, a lot of interesting stuff from these episodes. Uh, there's some. There's one episode I really like in particular about the uh, the Nintendo PlayStation that yeah. did. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a really surprising and tragic move. Uh, and so to lose sort of what Sony was bringing to the table by Nintendo. Uh, and that's something that Greg has been great at, and I was really excited to join him because of it, is that he can create a 30-minute podcast that you it's fun and it's goofy and it's silly, um, and you're still going to learn about something, a hobby that we really enjoy. Uh, and he does it so well, and it's so well-written and well-produced. Uh, and so it was sort of, it was really, whenever he asked me to like come on and co-host with him, I was super pumped to be part of uh you know the his his the thing that he has been working so hard on and putting so much production into yeah absolutely um but you're not here to talk about the nintendo playstation you're here uh, we're all here in fact to talk about two things and two things only um we're not doing any news this week we're not talking about what we've been playing except 
for the two games that we're here to give impressions on. Uh, long overdue, we've had a lot of stuff going on with E3, so we're going to dedicate this entire episode to giving our impressions on the Final Fantasy VII Intermission DLC um, and the uh, newly released Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Um, I believe I'm the only one here who hasn't played the Intermission DLC yet. Yeah. What are you even doing here? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know what this faker is it's doing here. Almost yeah. as if I host this podcast the, or something. Can you get the motto? motto? <laughs> uh, yeah, like where's, where's yeah. Stamp? We need Stamp the dog. Let's get Stamp yeah. the dog on the podcast. Come on. Um, I have played uh, Ratchet and Clank though. I think we've all played Ratchet and Clank, right? Yes. 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 Of course. Yeah. You mean the game um, of the year, Ratchet and Clank? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the very same. Sixteen, right? The yeah. top three game of the year, absolutely. So um, we're going to start out with Intermission, I think, just because we can get that sort of out of the way a bit quicker. It's not a full game. Um, so I will hand the floor over to you all, uh, I suppose. What did you think of it? All right. We need, we all need to talk about that, that, that banger of an opener from Yuffie where she's monologuing and there's explosions. Every- can we talk about that cutscene? Because that was amazing, and I loved it. And I love just how much of a like absolute ditz she is. Like she's just such a she's such a numbskull, and it's great. And I love it. Yep. Yeah. She's like that in the original game too. So uh, I, it felt like I felt right at home. I felt like I was like, yeah, this is the Ufia that I know. Yeah. So having oh, go ahead, Preston. Well, I was just gonna say having this sort of dedicated uh dlc all based around yuffie and getting to know her as a character which i never played uh final fantasy 7 originally so a lot of this is very new to me i didn't know that character um and so it's been it was really cool to like have her upbeat nature as opposed to all the dour sort of uh sullen nature of the characters in the first one which there were jokes and stuff but yeah that goofiness and that silliness was really uh was really fun I really want to make a pun now about sullen and solen uh but <laughs> anyway um i yeah i love the way they introduced her i only know yuffie um from kingdom hearts one two and three and that's that was the extent of my, i knew she was a ninja i knew she was badass um and i knew that um i don't know uh she was like she it, like, I don't remember a ton of her dialogue in those games, but she's very hyper and, like, very, like, energetic. Like, that's the read of her that I largely mm-hmm. got over Kingdom Hearts um, as a series. And so, yeah, like, like I played a little bit of the original, but I never, certainly never got as far as to play as UV or, or have her in the party. Um, so I was a little uh, in the dark about that. Yeah, um... Uh... Like she's actually an optional character in the original game, so you could you could have actually beaten the game without even yeah. having her in the party. Now they're making her like mandatory part of the story. Yeah, go ahead, Nate. I was just gonna say in the original, like you, if you're not hanging out in the woods, like you can't like you can't find her, and then you have to like answer. She has like, it's not riddles per se, but she has like certain dialogue checks that you have to make, and then like some of the choices you say to her like you think you're like oh i'm gonna get her in my party and then she's like nope and leaves so oh so is it like uh, i mean a lot of times whenever you get into jrpgs it's kind of like a no i don't want you in the party yeah i'm gonna be in your party and you do things to (laughs) say like no and it always turns around so this is actually you could miss out 
on yeah, a like, party in the game. Yeah, like if you're like, oh yeah, like you're a pretty cool character. I'm interested, and then she's just like, ah, goodbye. You know, <laughs> like just leaves. So. <laughs> yeah, and she, uh, and she had the ability like to combine two items, like yeah. So you, you a lot of people use have two items. Yeah. Yeah, like she doesn't really do that in this game, though. I didn't see any. I don't recall any like special moves that did that. I thought maybe they would reference that in a way. I think. Uh, I think sort of like her uh, throw ability, where you can attach the different elemental materia to yeah. it, is yeah, yeah, yeah. That I really like the the ninjutsu uh, aspect of the combat. Like you can really uh, do all different things with it. Uh, I really like the how fluid it was. Because I, I was, was if there was like maybe one criticism of their combat in the original remake is that it was kind of stiff. For some characters like some characters can like like Tifa can go all over the place mm -hmm. and then like cloud can only do so much you can't really do a lot of aerial combat everything was yep. pretty grounded i kind of like the kingdom hearts kind of i know a lot yeah. of people don't like that but i actually like the aerial type of combat in uh, rpgs yeah i i this was such a relief to me as someone who honestly just lost it at a certain point in the in the final fantasy 7 remake campaign where you have to fight a lot of air air troopers by yourself as cloud climbing this tower yeah. Yeah. and it just gets ridiculous because they can just fly off the map and snipe at you and you can't do anything you can't touch them you can't hit if it and and you don't have anybody with you besides cloud who is not the best like like seb said not the best so this this combat was a flipping revelation for me <laughs> i immediately noticed that they that they fixed that problem um because the way that it works for folks who don't know is that basically yuki Yuffie sh through, throws a shuriken, uh, or or her, um, yeah, shuriken, and uh, it just like explodes with materia uh, in various forms on enemies, um, and yeah, and you can just do it from a distance, and you could just like, it's a really nice mix of like feeling like you're just mashing buttons to win, but also knowing like certain buttons do certain things and so you can act strategically but you don't have to either yeah. it's like a, it's a very nice mix that i think they've found in this dlc and like as soon as i saw how fast paced and well done and seamless the combat was i was i was hooting and hollering about it. i was very excited so what yeah. is this like in terms of the again because i didn't know that about yuffie in the original game and for context of this in the Final Fantasy VII Remake world, and I don't want to give, obviously, spoilers for Remake or even, like, spoilers for this, but she's coming into Midgar, right? And what's, like, the storyline in this, and how does it relate to the Remake? Like, I, I just wasn't sure exactly how she overlaps. Right? Well, there's a lot of new things in this uh, that they're just introducing now. Like, the war between uh, Wutai and Shinra was never really explored in the original game or the remake. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's mentioned or something, but I think it was like in the past. I could be wrong, but I think it was like before Final Fantasy VII. So that everything in this game is like pretty much fresh. Uh, basically, she's like a spy or, or an agent that's sending the Shinra to infiltrate, and uh, and she's working with Avalanche to infiltrate uh, Shinra. So that's like that's like really the only way it connects to the remake is that. It's just like there's characters that we've seen in the remake appear. Okay. But yeah, it doesn't really have a direct connection to Cloud and the gang just yet. Okay. Well, uh, spoiling the, spoiling anything else. Yeah. Yeah. 
Her her whole deal is just basically like getting the super secret rare materia from Shinra. That's the mm. whole goal. The whole thing is a heist mission, which already put me on mm. solid footing with this DLC because I love me a good heist. Yeah. Um, and and especially because Yuffie is such a klutz that her actually pulling off this heist seems incredibly, um, incredibly unlikely. Uh, but I think without giving anything away, I think later on we find that Shinra's security is not as tight as you would think it would be. Um, but regardless, yeah. Um, yeah, she, I, I, did anyone else have a little bit of like rust they needed to like some game yeah. rust? Like I at first was just getting walloped by those, those, those hungry pack of dogs. Like they were just like coming after me and I was like, uh, I think this button does this and like, uh, so it like it took me at least like two fights, maybe three, to get back into it, and I think I had to look at the controller layout too. Yeah, it took me a little while to get used to the controls because so, I haven't played the remake since it came out, so it was yep. like a whole year, so for sure. Yeah, I was um, like, I was ahead. like, can I block in this game? I was trying to think <laughs> back to how to play remake. I was like, was I blocking in that? Like, yeah. <laughs> I had the same thought. I was like, am I, can I block these? I don't yeah. even remember. I, I was like, I'll just try to dodge. Oh, nope. Okay. I always, <laughs> yeah. I always roll. I always like do Dark Souls rolls. Dodge, dodging, dodging in this game does not work. Uh, does. For example, how it does in Kingdom Hearts. It does not yeah. give yeah. you iframes. You just have to like outmaneuver your opponents completely. Um, otherwise you just get hit and it feels bad. But yeah, uh, uh, you can, you can block to reduce or guard to reduce damage, uh, and then you can you can dodge, but you have to have very good timing, uh, and it really should be in advance because again, you don't get any iframes like you do in Kingdom Hearts or, or invincibility frames. Yeah, um, I'm so used to talking like a speedrunner. So in, ter um, in, ter uh, yeah, in terms of the story, I forgot to mention uh, Avalanche, like in the original original like I don't know timeline original. I think because they were kind of rebooting the whole series. Uh, like Avalanche's original headquarters was in Wutai, so that's that's where the connection between mm. Avalanche and Wutai is. So I just wanted to say that before I forgot. But but one thing that jumped out to me obviously was the sixty frames. I played it in performance mode. It's like night and day. Like that game, this game is absolutely gorgeous and it plays gorgeous. Uh, I could I probably couldn't even play Final Fantasy VII remake again in thirty frames. Like it just it'd be impossible because I I played I played I played the original game like over like read the first five chapters to see how it would play it was like a totally different game it was pretty it was wild so what about that i i need to bring up the excellent jazz music that plays uh God, during a certain funny. part i couldn't like it took me a little bit to even know because it was so in the background like at first i didn't even notice that jazz was playing and then i like slowly caught on as i was like trying to go through some obstacles and trying to catch up to a character and i was like Man, this is kind of good, and I like I got more and more into it. I was like, "This is really flipping good." Like they don't have—I don't think they have any jazz in the remake. I think it's mostly, uh, like you know, lo-fi hip hop, or um, there's I, a couple like I think rock a bit of jazz. songs. Is there a bit of jazz? Just, okay, maybe I a remember. bit, not much. Maybe a bit, but this one, this one's like f just freeform jazz. It's like I—I yeah. I completely agree with. Uh, uh, Hanson and everybody who was talking on the deepest dive about this, it's as if the music director was like, all right, just just do something. Whatever you want to do, you guys got the weekend, bang something out. And they're like, all right, we got something. So I, I loved this. This was great. Plus, um, of course, the Happy Turtle Death Metal remix. That um, was 
fantastic. It was, it was so the, cool. one of the best parts. Um, yes. I don't want to say too much, but it was it was really good. It's so very I, Devil I, May yeah. Cry. Very. Yeah. I I I thought it was da- I was gonna cross the corner and I was gonna see Dante all of a sudden. I was like, this. I feel like I'm playing freaking Devil May Cry. Um, I say what as someone who hasn't played it yet. Uh, the one thing I'm actually quite curious about is Fort Condor. Um, mm. Not too familiar with what exactly this was in the original game, but uh, in this it seems like it's some kind of mini game kind of deal. Uh, what's going on there? How is that? Yeah, it was a strategy game that was kind of like rock paper scissors. Uh, so one one thing beats another. Uh, the original in the original game, Fort Condor was like a tower defense kind of game, and it was terrible. In my opinion, very bad. Yeah, very bad. Uh, there, there was there was a section in the original game where you had to do it. Uh, you can you, you can intentionally lose to speed it up. It's kind of like a speed run strategy, because you, you get the item anyway. So that's what I always did when I played that game. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it's basically just like a strategy, it's a strategy game where you just play rock paper scissors and you, and you strategically. You know what it remind me of? Have you, have you ever play uh, that Gears game on mobile phones? Uh, oh yeah, Gears, Gears Pop. Pop. Yeah, they played just like that. I yeah. think I thought just what rock paper scissors. Isn't it uh, like is it Clash Royale, which is the one where it's sort of that tower? It's like a tower defense where you're going across and you're sending your guys out and you throw out your cards. Yeah. Uh, which is a yeah. mobile game as well. Uh, that yeah, I never played that one, but it, just by the look of it is what yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah, because how it works is like you move your guys up and then uh, whoever gets like more of the. Every time you move up, you take move over the arena. So obviously, you, and you attack like three bases or three whatever it is. I don't remember exactly because I I didn't only, I only dabbled with a little bit, but like you basically like you you just storm uh, their area and you attack three bases or whatever, and then if you've killed all three of them, you win. So that that's right. That was literally the Gears game on mobile phones, which was a lot of fun. So it was pretty good. Uh, I mean, it's not something I just I would play for hours or anything. It was just. Nate, did you play a lot of it? No, I did uh, really? one or two matches, yeah. And then I wanted to, I wanted to fight someone, but they were like, oh, "I'm level two. I'm so much better than you." And I was like, "I'm not getting there." So like, whatever. Oh, man. <laughs> really? No, I definitely, uh, I went all the way to the end with it, and the the rewards are not great. Um, but <laughs> to me, it was just like, if there's something like Gwent in The Witcher Three, uh, or some sort of side questing game. I'm going to be all about it and I'm going to make sure that I fight, especially if it's that tournament sort of feel of like, once mm-hmm. you rank up, you're going to take out the biggest, baddest person in the, in the game. And I just have to, I have to hit that every time. Uh, yeah. I, I also, I'm kind of with Seb. I thought it was okay. I didn't dislike yeah. it. I yeah, kind of got right. the point. It took me a few matches and I got the point. I, I won uh, the first match, like the tutorial match on my first try, which I was kind of proud of. Um, and then I think I tried to, contest with a few other people oh yeah uh, another character who comes up who you meet in mm-hmm. an alley and I, I won't i won't specify but he kicked my ass i think once and then i beat him the next time and then i was like you know what i don't i don't really care about this i i don't dislike it it's fine but like that kind of gameplay is not super interesting yeah. to me if oh i was gonna say if they put this on phones i would most definitely play it yeah. but like just when you know when i'm playing like final fantasy 7 remake like i, I want to be playing <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy I want, 7 I remake. Want the story. Like, I, yeah I'm, I'm interested in the hijinks i don't really care about four condor um <laughs> i i do love the best part of four condor is they use it 
as a device to reintroduce you to all those side characters that you love. And that's great. There's one yeah. character in particular who, of course, I will not spoil, but I will say his name is eminently chantable, uh, and he's always an excellent addition to any game yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was the reward? The, so the rewards weren't that great. It was fine. I mean, okay. it's just I felt like in this game, and I guess going back to the combat, the uh, needing like to optimize my materia in min max was not a thing at all. I was I just played on normal um, and I may have bumped it up to hard, but I didn't I didn't feel the need to have the best materia. And that's really what the reward is for almost anything in a Final Fantasy game is just going to be better, better materia. Um, and so it wasn't a huge deal to get materia as a reward. Right. Gotcha. Because uh, it so it wasn't not to go on a tangent, but it wasn't like Res uh, no, Final Fantasy eight where like you actually got you actually got punished for leveling up. So all so all you had to do is play the card game, and hmm. you would be overpowered, and you can just storm through the whole game. No. And, you, you, and you can be like level one, because you actually get punished for leveling up. Yeah. So, that's that's a, cool. so if you like Gwent, you would like triple triad in Final Fantasy VIII if you ever if you never played that yeah, game. Yeah, I'll have to go back and play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, w I will say the main game is really where this is at. The combat is fluid and excellent. Um, and it just feels really good. Honestly, I could have had the campaign go for another hour or two, and I wouldn't have complained. Um, How long ago I, was I put, it? Uh, so I put about six and a half hours in, and that's probably long because I got lost a couple of times. Um, I died a few times uh, and had to rewatch cutscenes, which, again, uh, we should yeah. really not have to deal with. Uh, mm -hmm. there, there are some things you that are really frustrating. Them? What's that? Nope. You can't skip them? You can, there are some cutscenes towards the end that if you lose, if you die in a boss fight, you have to oh. watch the cutscenes over again. Yeah, that's um, a specific boss yeah, fight that it's, has stages. It's frustrating. Right? And like the final boss of KH1 on PS2. And it, does, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> oh, make any torture. sense because, yeah, because people have already they've already got that figured out in Kingdom Hearts, so I don't understand where the disconnect is here. How, but, many, yeah, for, how many phases was that boss fight again in Kingdom Hearts? Oh, it was like or, five? Four or, or five. Really? Like, Which one? Okay, the first Which game, Kingdom Hearts, the, the last first boss. No. Oh. oh, the last boss. I think four? Anthem has... Yeah, I think there's four. Four phases. Beach? Is the beach one, then you fight, like, the head, and then you fight that, the guy... I, guess I remember I played, I played that for the first time a few years ago, and I was like, mm -hmm. every single time, it was like, okay, finally I've got him. This is it. And then another <laughs> fucking phase comes along. Tells me that when when, yeah, like, no, when no, I was no. replaying it on PS4 or PS3, one of the two, I forgot about all the phases. So like I thought I got like the final phase down, and then another one started. I was like, oh Christ! Like <laughs> you, I don't think I ever finished it again. You fight the final boss on the beach, and then you fight uh, a, a callback to the first boss, and then you fight him again. Then you fight his true form, and that has a bunch of sub phases. And so yeah, there's My there's God. four phases kind of, but yeah. <laughs> If, if um, you think that's long, try play the final boss in Final Fantasy VI. Like it's literally forty minutes, and he has like twenty four. Yeah, but but that boss is really cool. <laughs> it is. He's the, the best villain okay. in the series. Wait a second. He's the best villain in the series. I haven't seen many bosses turn into a literal ship, but anyway, we're getting off. <laughs> uh, they don't have the technology. Head. Play uh, six because Kefka is the best villain in the series. But anyway, you, you know um, what surprised me is well the story. I'm not going to spoil the story, but I'll be as like as vague as possible. But the two villains that show up at the end, 
I did not expect to see because that's like way ahead in the timeline. Like dirge of Cerberus level. The dirty so, dirge. The dirty that was something <laughs> where I I mean whenever probably the last third of the game, which I'm sure a lot of people for Final Fantasy VII remake, the you know the base game, I had no idea who these people were, what was going I didn't know on. Either. I was just like, I, I mean, I'm I'm here for the ride. It's fine. yeah. All all I'm I knew was ride. a these character designs are like mid two thousands. I yeah. I love my chemical romance kind of shit. And number two, this is definitely Nomura, like Tetsuya Nomura to a T in terms of the enemy designs. And it was some Kingdom Hearts ass Kingdom Hearts shit. And I was really into it. I lo I loved it. It was it was very too edgy five me. But like I I very much appreciated yeah. the aesthetic. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought it was great. I lo I love the boss fight. I just wish you could fucking skip the cutscenes yeah. and that it wouldn't. Uh, again, this is another boss fight where there are phases, and if you die, right back to phase one. I got really frustrated, but that's par for the course because Final Fantasy VII remake towards the end, I uh, just almost lost my shit because of how frustrated the final boss made me. Um, it just yeah. I I they need more. They, they need more skippable cutscenes and they need more checkpoints. That's my big criticism of Final Fantasy and the way it works right now. But I mean, uh, the combat's such a joy that I, you know, I, I don't mind. But yeah, they really need to fix it. Yeah, but uh, in terms of the story, though, like, I guess I'm curious how they're going to introduce Vincent. I guess that this is how they're going to connect it. But I don't know if they're going to do a DLC with Vincent because he was an op optional character as well. Uh, so you didn't have... Your partner in this, uh, and I guess that wouldn't be too much of a spoiler. You meet him pretty early on. He's yeah. Uh, I, I honestly I don't he even was in remember the trailers. his name, even though yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Sonin. Sonin. Uh, yeah. I I is he, you know, mentioned in the in the original game at all? Is he's he original? Just no, he's, he's a new character. He's, new. he's a brand new character. Yeah. Um, he was fun. He was fun to be. It was fun to have him as the uh, the straight man to the to her goofiness, like the. He was able to reel her in as best he could, and he played that sort of older brother uh, kind of feel to her silliness, and it worked really well to make a I love, good I love their dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Their dynamic was so good, and him constantly calling her boss, and her just yeah. completely owning that dynamic and going like, yeah, I am the boss. Like, I'm hot shit. Like, I know I'm great. I'm an excellent ninja. Proceeds to fail jumping down 20 yeah. feet. Um, but yeah, and and she's this is just so good i mean it's such a classic comedy setup where you have the straight man comedy wise and you have like the absolute idiotic buffoon who should not mm -hmm. be in this line of dangerous work but it it's time tested it's it's you know it's family approved or whatever you know it's 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 so good uh and it works effortlessly here because the voice work is very strong um, and so is the writing. I think the writing in this is generally really strong as well. Uh, definitely you have some of those anime-isms uh, in the way oh, yeah. that they talk with each other, but I don't care. I love anime, and I mean, I'm a Kingdom Hearts fan. If I cared about that stuff, I, you know, You're yeah, in the wrong. I wouldn't be playing this, I guess. Well, the, only, the only thing is, it's hard to talk about the ending just because it's so hard not to spoil, you know what I mean? Like, cause so yeah. much happens, like, what, How did everybody feel about the ending? And there's the a post-credits scene, too. Beware I mean, that we are live, so I can't believe yeah. any accidental uh, spoilers. So I can't be believe they... Extra careful. I can't believe Sephiroth showed up. They, um, Sephiroth just showed up, and he just made some, like, some chicken from the from the and, Chocobos. And it he was, was riding Thomas the Tank Engine? It was amazing and awful at the same time. I, mean, I couldn't believe they did it. 
I can't believe Yuffie like she sacrificed her life. Like I, I she, right. she went down like a, she went down like a true hero. That's right. They they're not even bringing Yuffie back for the next game. This whole DLC was just a killer. I'm not old. Right? <laughs> yeah. now, I'll be very um, vague. But when I when I saw that yeah. character in the post post scene, uh, I was like, how? I kind of have an idea how. Uh, he's not supposed to be there. Like they kind of, they kind of showed him in the remake as well at the end. But I, I definitely think a lot of timeliney things are gonna go on. But I'm yeah. not, I won't say any more than that. Yeah, I think, I'm just, I think, yeah. Final Fantasy VII remake is basically Back to the Future with anime hair and big swords. So like, yes, because Final Fantasy VII remake was just like timeline flat the the Flash ghost oh, yeah. trying to repair the timeline kind of thing. What yeah. What did you all think of generally like? in vague terms like what did you think about the ending like was in the post credit stuff was that really fun or did you like think it dragged on or i did not uh like it that much because like i i really just wanted it to focus on yuffie and just like build up yuffie and then i feel like you know they're like oh well you know we have to do this or else people are gonna get mad and it's like i i would have been okay if that hadn't yeah. happened you know or if anything hadn't been shown after I, I think i think honestly they showed it because i i honestly think that's going to be and someone else has pointed this out um i think on the min maxi beside but i think i agree with them i think it's prop that's probably going to be like the cold open for part two yeah. like that's probably just the opening of part two and they wanted to show mm. us like hey we're still working on it it's actually right. gonna happen uh, but, but you're like, right, definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely fan demand here, and and I I agree. I wish that the post credit stuff had just focused on Yuffie, but I mean, I did like it. I thought it was very cute and yeah. very fun. But I totally yeah. get that criticism. I I think it was their reward to people that spent twenty dollars to play this. Like, yeah. oh, here's your here's a don't here don't forget part two's coming out. So get excited. I think that was. And, and, I thought and then, I bought part two. I was like. What the... <laughs> It was exciting to me just because I knew where they're heading right now. I knew exactly what scene's coming up. And, like, so I was like, oh, wow. Like, because I have no idea how they're going to do this. There's a big twist mm-hmm. that happens in 7, and I won't say what it is. But, I'm, but they, what, how they did the post scene is going to just totally changes that. So uh, that whole twist is going to be totally different. It's going to be, I'm very curious how they're going to handle it. But, um, Preston, what did, what did you think about it, Preston? Uh, so are we talking about post credits or just the ending in general? Just ending, post credits, all that kind of uh, stuff. Just, just very vaguely. A lot of it was again wanting to focus on Yuffie and build her out more, and then having those new characters thrown in without much context. To me, I know that they needed to up the stakes as it's a finale of a DLC, right? Um, but it just felt so weird. And again, it's the same feeling as Final Fantasy VII remake of just like, what the fuck is going on? I'm I'm here for it and I'm excited for it and I'm gonna play through to the end. Yeah. But what the fuck is going on? Um, and they it, they just managed to do the exact same thing within a six hour DLC for the final two hours or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I still liked it, but I was yes. I was frustratingly confused. And That's... then I decided to just sit back and enjoy it and then just be like, okay, it still does build Yuffie's character and it still does yeah. create me and me a sense of you know uh i guess sympathy and empathy for her uh well and, you know empathy, and there's definitely a range of emotions that yuffie gets to show especially yeah. towards that finale as cliche as some of the scenes are or whatever like i think it does work i i didn't cry or get very emotional during any of this but i i certainly felt for her and i was glad that they were showing she's not just a ditzy like part-time ninja 
um, you know, with a button looser on her shorts for some reason. Like she, she like, you know, is an actual human being with emotions who can yeah. feel things. And it definitely impresses even more importance about some of the events that happens in the remake. Yeah. And, um, I'm imagining part two. They're going to show Wu Tai like a like a war. They're going to make it a big story arc in the game. I I, mean, oh, I think there's going to be a whole chapter. I, my, probably. I have to point out that very early on, Yuffie says that Wu Tai is not to be trifled with. I I, I must reassert <laughs> that this is definitely a Wu Tang Clan reference. If it's not, oh, yeah. I'm I'm very bitter and upset. But I almost positive it is, and I already made that joke. So Square Enix, pay me money for some reason. <laughs> Um, right. Does anyone have any other thoughts, or should we move along? Uh, One thought for me was just the synergy um, that oh, you yes. get with Sonan. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, you have the option in Remake to control your characters through the menu, or even swap over to them, and you don't get that here in the combat. You just focus on Yuffie, and you can control him at a distance, uh, unless you synergize. And then you're kind of controlling him directly, but you do it but once you synergized with him and y'all would attack at the same time using the similar attacks, did y'all have that thing? And I guess this is part of it where you just kind of like bounce back and forth like a pinball. Where yeah. It's just weird animation for that attack. And you could just stun lock your enemies in a, like a way that it would just. I, I love that. Sin the synergy yeah. stuff was definitely broken as hell in terms of like <laughs> power. I mean, the amount of damage you do, how e easy it is to do it. It's definitely like a, we want the players to feel powerful in the least amount of time kind of mechanic, which yeah. I think works brilliantly because I love those synergy attacks. Um, mm. I am curious if anybody was able to beat the summon by themselves as Yuffie or if they had to. I, I couldn't do it. I never I tried did. it. Wow. Damn, Seb. Wow. I, what I a, what game shark code did you use? Got... <laughs> we already established that I'm the pro gamer of the podcast. I, I, got, I, got, I got the summon <laughs> to, I think, half health within five attempts and then i said nah fuck this like i'm done and I, then i was like you're clearly meant to do this when you have someone and i'll come back later yeah. i didn't even do that i like i i fought it and then i just like died immediately and i was like oh that must be a later thing that <laughs> just like went on yeah, <laughs> yeah. after fighting the, the malboro and bahamut and uh and there were seven remake which is like really hard battles like i think that prepared me as soon as dark souls little, role as soon as that little <laughs> twerp or you know that little kid Badly. asked me, Badly? Badly. <laughs> asked me to, if I wanted to fight the hero. Summon. I was just like, "Hell no!" I'm so sick. Of you. <laughs> I'm so I sick will... of your fucking <laughs> what? Your I will pale white young man. Go back and get yourself treated. <laughs> I'm all about Fort Condor. It was easy. I don't want to get into more summon fights. It was so bad. Uh, yeah, I love that Chadley's like, would you like uh, Would you like to have access to this all-powerful being within our universe? Nah, I'd rather play like four Condor. Yeah, good, Chad, yeah. thanks. It's just like Yuffie walking by anytime. Chadley just like, Ugh. <laughs> so, so, so did any of you guys fight the secret boss? Like, uh, like you, you have to, I, you, you have to, you have to like play the original game I and then go, go to a certain chapter and fight him. I, I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. I, I, and I, and I, I vaguely looked online to see how what the fight looks like. I would get my ass kicked. There's no reason for me to go yeah. out of my way. This is not Kingdom Hearts three. I'm not gonna go fucking fight him for just to suffer, just to just to be on this earth and suffer even more. I'm good. 
The the only save I brought over was my hard mode save, which is in chapter one <laughs> still. So I was like, when they were like, I, I wanted to fight him, and then they're like, yeah, just yeah. go to this chapter. I was like, oh no, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, my save was not on my cloud, and so I would have had to play the whole game over again to get there. Oh. So I was like, it's I did like the first five chapters. I was like, I have other games to play. Yeah, I love this game, but I know this game like the back of my hand. I'm done. So yeah. But yeah, so I thought it was really good. Was it worth twenty dollars? I mean, I guess it was for me. Like, if I wasn't a big fan of the series, I'd probably say no because it's only I only like, I beat this DLC in like three and a half hours. And, uh, and um, yeah, so I mean, it, even like I'm a big fan of the the series too. But just like after playing it, I was like, that's that's more a fifteen dollar DLC. Yeah, like if yeah, like yeah. I feel like I overpaid yeah or what i got I, I out of it like yeah i don't regret spending 20 but yeah i definitely right. agree. it could have been a little i think 10 would have been too little and 20 is a little too much i think 15 is just perfect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah fortunately i had 10 dollars in my wallet my playstation wallet so i only got to pay 10 dollars to play it so i, I, I also saved had that dollars in your wallet yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> i saved that particularly for the dlc so so it wasn't it wasn't that bad i guess but yeah it was too yeah. short that's my only complaint really it was too short uh, controlling Sonon was like pretty. It was fine, but I, I I didn't see the reason why they needed to change it. Like I like I kind of like changing the characters in the seven. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it didn't bother me, but I I didn't see the point of changing it. And I just hope that they don't take that forward to Red Thirteen, and they're like, oh, you can synergize with Red Thirteen. It's like let me be Red Thirteen. Like, yeah, do I not agree. like. I agree. Yeah, Red because he's he's usually in my party from in seven yeah. like a lot of the game. So until then, until I get Vincent, okay, he's, the best, he's my, he's, he's my favorite. Tifa. I definitely, I definitely didn't have Vincent uh, gifts in my MySpace with my comic romance playing. But you just know, Dirge Servers came out in like 2005, 2006, when I was an, when I was an emo uh, middle schooler. Absolutely blasting Helena while playing while <laughs> just uh, playing some dir- dirty Dirge. If you thought, okay. Yeah, I'm saying if you thought that was like my chemical romance ish, you didn't you haven't seen anything yet. Wait until so they, they show Vincent. Wait until they show Vincent and his yeah, I, stop I story. This anime shit is gonna go, and uh, I'm very this DLC. I thought this DLC was excellent. Um, I I agree. It could have been longer, uh, and uh, I would definitely wouldn't have complained. I thought the the story was great. Uh, destroying boxes apparently one of Yuffie's uh, pastimes. Um, I don't know why we needed to destroy the box. Uh, mini game, but apparently that was really sticking it to Shinra. So speaking there you go. of destroying boxes, there you, you go. Know, you know, other gameless he destroyed boxes. Wow, look at the transition. Oh, Ratchet Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> That's right. James is like, please let me in, Coach. I have to talk about this fucking game that I have actually played. Well, you gave me a sweet segue, so I had mm-hmm. to cash in. Yeah, um, done anyway. So. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So. <laughs> So we all uh, we all played Ratchet and Clank. We all finished. Have we all finished Ratchet and Clank? I have not. I, I have, have the platinum. I'm sixty percent of the way through the game. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Um. So we won't be spoiling anything as the with the uh, the intermission DLC. Um. But yeah, this is uh, the first proper new Ratchet and Clank game since the PS3, mm-hmm. which yeah. is. Pretty oh, yeah. nuts. Yeah. Um, do you guys think it uh, lives up to the name? 
Yes. I, I mean, think it's game, so. of, it's game yeah. of the year. For sure. Like, I think it nailed literally everything for me. Like, it's my kind of game. Uh, I was blown away by the graphics and the animation. It felt like next gen. I haven't felt... The, it, it, it reminded me of like like Miles Morales, like the first opening scene when he's swinging through the mall. That's like the first five minutes, so that's not really a spoiler. But that's what like that blew me away. I had the same moment with Ratchet and Clank when you, I I I can spoil the first five minutes. Like they were in the city and they're showing all the scenery. Like that was a, wow, like crazy. Yeah, like, this yeah. is next gen. But I definitely I definitely looked around, moved the camera a bit, and I was like, damn, I really I really took in that scenery. Um. Yeah, it's it's an easy you top five, whole, top did, three game of the year for me. You did you did the whole uh, you know uh, uh what am I trying to say? Uh, somebody help me out here. You know the thing that they do when they're doing gameplay demos where they low pan. Yeah. The oh yeah. Yeah. yeah the cinematic. Yeah, that's what I thought you were yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what I oh, did. Yeah. yeah. So I good. I just I found myself doing that a lot more <laughs> in this game that I you know a lot of people I think when the reviews came out that was a sticking point for people I know uh, um, Andrew Reiner's review brings up the idea like you're gonna be looking around and stopping and just looking at the foliage or whatever uh, and I found myself doing that way more in this than I did I have in a lot of other games and it's yeah. just it's the Pixar level of animation that uh, is in this. And it's fur. so damn polished. It's so damn mm-hmm. polished. Yeah. And and I love animated movies. I love Pixar. And like this is like so up my alley. Like yeah. I was just blown away. Like from top to bottom. Like and even the in the combat. Like did you guys all play in uh, performance mode, or did you guys play in thirty frames, or or did you do the the? I'm, the, I, I'm doing I put the, the hybrid mode. Yeah. The yeah. Hybrid yeah. Mode. yeah. That's what I'm I think doing. I, I think I did sixty fps. I can't remember what I did. Honestly. Did you did you guys have any problems with the hybrid mode? Because I heard people had like problems with their saves and it was getting corrupted and things like that. No. Not not they so a... far. Yeah, okay. I had one scare where I died and got stuck on a black screen, so I tried to close the game, and then I got stuck in a infinite like closing the game screen, and then I tried to turn off my PlayStation, and then it got stuck like indefinitely turning off. So then I had to turn off at the plug, and then that didn't. No, I'm just kidding. That that actually did work. Um, so yeah, that was a bit yeah. of a scare. Uh, I don't know if that was related to that, but uh, yeah, that was the one yeah. issue that I had. There definitely there have been people complaining about bugs and glitches and stuff like that. I didn't run into anything too troublesome. The Maybe only either. one I ran into was when I was going into a dimensional portal. Um, I, and I was trying to get back out or whatever. I like fell through the ground and died or whatever, but like, that was about it. Like, I, I don't think I ran into too many other glitches besides that. Yeah. I, I had one coming out from an underground area and like the above ground area had not loaded. So it was just like this Mm. blank space. And like, it had been probably like four hours, like since I had seen that above ground area. And I was like, I don't. Oh, I guess something happened while I was underground, <laughs> and then I fell off, and it loaded, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's what happened." Doctor Nefarious, how could you? Yeah, what, yeah I was what like, "Dang, this! this? <laughs> what is the environmental that? storytelling is off the charts." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, what did you all think about the writing and the humor? I think that's always such a big sticking point for Ratchet and Clank fans. I laughed and chuckled a lot I, during this game. I am laughing. Uh, I'm playing it with my my. Uh, 
four-year-old, and I am just laughing and cracking up, and she constantly looks over to me, and she just goes, what are you laughing at? What is so funny? Uh, and I'm like, uh, you know, when you're older, you'll you understand. understand when you're older. Yeah. I, um, this, I, this is, I will probably be, um, you know, th- people throw tomatoes at me for saying yep. this, but uh, I think I uh, laughed. I think I laughed more playing the 2016 game mm-hmm. uh, than I did with this game. The writing is good, but the humor never got a chuckle out of me. It was always kind of, oh, yeah, that's pretty funny. At most. Yeah. I'm with you there. I was charmed. Uh, yeah. Like, I was like, this is nice. Uh, and But I never really, uh, it didn't, I, yeah, I wasn't uh, laughing too much. But I still it's, enjoyed it. I don't want to say I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm the same. It, I, I really like the humor. It, it was like the most the funniest thing I ever saw. But uh, what stood out to me was the heart. The game had a lot of heart, like, especially yeah. with Kit. Like Kit, like yeah. made me tear up some parts. I, like, so yeah, yeah. I, I, the the thing for me is that the writing is clearly made to be sort of accessible to all age groups, mm-hmm. and it I think it achieves that to some detriment in yep. terms of some of the of the you know moment to moment writing but i think where it really shines is the characters um yeah it has some really like compelling characters rivet i prefer to ratchet after finishing the game you know what was very funny is i've been playing mass effect 2 and i i just beat it recently um and uh hearing her voice in Mass Effect 2 and then hearing her voice in... Yeah, Jennifer uh, Hale. Yeah, Jennifer Hale. Thank you. I couldn't remember her name and I was trying to cover for it. Thank you for blowing up my spot. <laughs> um, but um, she's just so incredible. And and going from that to, to that, I mean, what a month for Jennifer Hale. I mean, honestly. I, you know, obviously Mass Effect 2 came out a long time ago, but Legendary Yeah, Edition, she did that. Um, yeah. So I just... It was so wild because I could kind of hear Shepard in there but it was just different enough that i was like no this is rivet and yeah like yeah i i definitely loved rivet and i loved um you know the compatriot she eventually gets i think i think her that character who who we've been talking about already um via seb definitely pulled at my heartstrings Uh, i definitely related a lot to that character feeling there's a lot of themes of like feeling broken or feeling useless or feeling like you can't really um you're not you're not safe to be around other people and stuff like that or, or doubting yourself you know in really fundamental ways um and i i really related to some of that yeah absolutely um, totally i thought agree. i thought it was very important to uh very important themes to explore and they were done very yeah. well very th- that's one thing i think i mean i'm not by any means a ration clank expert here but that's always been i think we've talked about this before that's always been one thing I really like about the series as a whole is that they, they have fairly wholesome, uh, especially for a video game where mm-hmm. a lot of video game humor tends to be kind of edgy, Borderlands kind of humor, which, you know, some of that humor I like too. Um, but, you know, just very wholesome humor for the most part or, or very silly humor. Um, not really like making fun of people or, um, or oh, being yeah. mean for the sake of being mean. Um, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of heart, like y'all said, charming yeah. stuff. The, yeah the story was like very simple like you knew where it was going like you knew all the characters were going to have parallel versions of themselves you know like all like that, you know quark was going to have a very parallel and that's know. something that i wish that they had delved more into um and i honestly probably would have taken 
I wish that they had done side quests that were like characterization, character side quests rather than sort of fetch quests like th that we mm -hmm. ended up getting. Um, yeah. Whereas like you have these new versions of old characters that are uh, funny and they're good and they're interesting. And it's like, how did this person, you know, become this? Like, I want to know the background of how they became this alternate version of who they are uh, in the original. Yeah. And I wish that they had built that into the story a little bit more than just being like, haha, look at this weird version of the character you know. Isn't he yeah. fun? I, I definitely thought, I definitely see that in retrospect that definitely a lot of the char alternate versions of the character were kind of like jokes or one off things or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, I still enjoyed them, um, yeah. and I and I liked them, and I think all all the all of the stuff there was good. Yeah, uh, yeah and sense. I think that's the thing is but, like yeah. I liked them so much, and I wanted to see more of them. Right? More I of it. Yeah, see, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, think at, I I played about my run, my runtime was about fifteen hours for this, so I was pretty comfortable with it. But I think yeah, mm -hmm. definitely they could have spent a little bit more time here and there, like drawing out like backstories and like why this happened. And yeah, anyway, go ahead, Seb. Yeah, the side characters definitely like it's like like some of them were introduced pretty late in the game, and they served yeah. like a little purpose, but they didn't really do much. They yeah. kind of took a back seat. Yeah, and I'd yeah. say that's especially true of Quark's um, yeah. uh, alternate. Absolutely, which I did. I still liked it though. Like it, it conveyed yeah. what it was trying to tell. Like at least it did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, sure. If I had a complaint, I guess. I don't know if the side missions really blew me away. There, a lot of them were just like collectathons, yeah. like standard platformer. I I have such a tale for all of y'all about the one where you're on that fucking <laughs> goddamn dinosaur pterodactyl piece yes. of whatever. Yeah. I, so I okay. So this side mission should not be as hard as I made it. I want to completely come clean about that. A lot of this was on me because I didn't know that the map had icons and I didn't figure that out for a while. A lot of people complain about the side mission because you're not told certain things. You only get a certain ability until you collect yeah. a certain amount of things and the game doesn't fucking tell you for some reason. Yes, it doesn't tell you. Um, which is annoying. Um, but that wasn't my problem. My problem was, uh, well, that was part of my problem. But then I didn't understand that they had a, a, a key on the left side of the map. I never thought to look in that direction, which I'm sure probably most people did but i didn't and so this took me so long this took me hours to just do this stupid side mission yeah. that gets you a spy bot which eventually gets you the rhino uh, which yeah. is not a spoiler they've shown that uh, very publicly yeah. i actually was underwhelmed by the rhino i don't know if anyone else was <laughs> yeah i i after all that hype and all those videos i i just felt kind of let down i was like it's kind of cool but like did i really need to spend that much time on the spy bots to get the rhino like mm -hmm. i don't know yeah. Well, you would have done yeah. it for a hundred percent anyway, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm at ninety-two percent, I think, and I I probably won't platinum it, but yeah. Oh, might as well. Mm. I mean, it's super easy platinum. I, I I agree. I'm just I really want to keep playing Mass Effect, so maybe once I'm done with that. Uh, I won't, I won't do it once I'm done with it. I'll just put it off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, where you're at, at like you said, about 60% of the way through, uh, you feel like, uh, do you feel like you're in a slog at all? Do you feel like you're moving along quickly? Do, how do you feel about the pacing of like while you're in the thick of it? Um, I think the pacing is is pretty good. Um, granted, I am taking like extended breaks in, in between it, so I'm not like 
Uh, I know a lot of people uh, when it came out was just like, oh yeah, like you you know it's it's a very quick game. Uh, yeah. But obviously, like we're about almost three weeks from release, like, and I you know I'm only sixty percent of the way through. But I I really like the pacing of the story, and then there's just enough like little side activities, like uh, the uh, little challenge cups that uh, every game that has right combat. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. Every, any game that just has like fun combat should have little challenge cups like that because it's just like it's so much fun to do. Like, it drives me nuts that those are gated and for the storyline, yes. and you have to wait yeah. because immediately I was like, "How do I get to the next one?" I've yes. already beaten that. Yeah. I, I was like, "How do I get to the next one of this?" And yeah, I, yeah. I, exactly. Yeah, um, I I will say my biggest complaints with the game um, is lack of. Not lack of enemy variety specific, but generally, but more specifically mm -hmm. with mini bosses, I mm -hmm. they just reuse the same damn big mech thing like way and too they, many they times. take they take a lot of damage. Like you you have to be yeah. like shooting them for a lot. Granted, I am also like okay, these are the three guns I'm gonna get to level five right now. Like so, yeah. I'm swapping yeah. between like you know those three guns. Uh, but that's definitely I, true. Yeah. I will say. Um, I was trying really hard to get a nice photo with this uh, mini boss thing, so I I actually I welcomed the opportunity um, for him to come up again and again. Yeah. Even though I didn't. Even though I. The world to love something. I didn't get one in the end, so. It's yeah. such a James. It's such a James like thing to say. Yeah. Such a James thing. My but God. I I think but, that um, I think that's part of the reason that I didn't feel uh that repetition as much as you guys did probably that's, that's fair and i didn't hate it it's just a nitpick honestly yeah, I, I, yeah. this game is near perfect to me i i will yeah. say there's mm -hmm. we should talk about the guns obviously guns yeah, are a huge part was... of this game i were there any guns y'all didn't like the only gun i didn't like personally was the shield weapon and it's yes. funny yeah. because miss uh miss zircon <laughs> mrs zircon she's married to mr zircon um she she jokes that shields are fucking useless and then it is and you, yeah. i never used it after i tried to reflect damage a couple of times i was like yeah. oh, i don't know that, how to do this the game hasn't game, adequately oh that gun that gun's overpowered if you fully upgrade it like I, i'm sure it is i yeah, i yeah. didn't like and it so, his advice, here's some advice uh if you're trying to get the platinum the hardest trophy in the game is the one that reflects bullets back at the uh, yeah. their, uh, uh, enemies don't upgrade that weapon. Do that trophy first, and then upgrade the weapon because it makes that trophy way harder. Because the when you fully upgrade it, it does like a full scatter burst, and it will like kill mm. enemies in like two hits. So you're not gonna, you're not gonna properly reflect the bullets. So get that trophy done first. You can draw on the first fight in the arena. So do that oh, wow. first if you're getting the platinum because that's the hardest trophy in the game. It wasn't even hard, gonna... but it, but it's it's, it's gonna be a lot harder if if you upgraded it. I'm gonna so be honest. I tried to reflect bullets with that shield, and I did not yeah. notice anything was happening after I bought it. Yeah, and I said, like, "Fuck yeah. this!" Like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, only do it for the trophy, but that gun's really good yeah. when you get when you fully upgrade it. So, what is y'all's sort of like? I guess uh, play style with the gun. So for me, I am almost all dots. So I do the hedge thing, where I turn them into plants. Mm. Then I throw down the little bots that run and start attacking. Then I threw down the mushroom guys, yep. and yep. then I started shooting. And so it was just yep. always completely yep. covered in minions. That's what you yeah. wanted to do, yeah. That's, that's, that's always what you want. I very quickly figured out to topiary gun, which is one of the best yeah. guns in the game, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the little uh, the little uh, dog robot things, the 
uh the like, glove of glove yeah. of doom glove yeah. of doom mm-hmm. um and then um yeah the the other one i can't remember uh oh yeah the miss mr mr funger fungi um yeah. which are which, which is are just the best I, characters I, to ever come out of a weapon I, they're yeah. so good yeah. <laughs> i will I did, say I, I those guns are great but i was a little sad as someone who's only played the 2016 game, I was a little sad to see the topiary sprinkler and the Mr. Fungi instead of Mr. Zircon and the Groovetron. Yeah. The Groovetron is really cool. It, yeah. it did feel, yeah. honestly, the Fungi did feel like a downgrade from Mr. Zircon. I mean, I, I although I did get a little tired of Zir, Mr. Zircon in 2016 because he does eventually get kind of repetitive. Mr. Zircon's currency is pain. <laughs> Mr. Zircon will will feed you an orchestra of violence or whatever the hell he says. Uh, I love it. Violence. I, d- I yeah, did. I, I did. I did love the headhunter gun a lot because I I do like mm-hmm. I love sniping in games and like like it, and it worked. It was well. only it was the most unique game because it, it, it actually the only thing you use first person you can. It was yeah. a lot better than the 2016 snipe uh, sniper gun yeah. which I couldn't yeah. use at all because it actually slows down time for you while you're trying to shoot and that's great because I'm rubbish when it comes to fucking sniper rifles so I I love that. Yeah, they used the yeah. drill sense in interesting ways as well with that. Yeah. Where you have to pull it, you pull it down halfway if you don't want to slow down time, pull it down the whole way if you do want to slow down time. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I, I know that well, I don't know about you guys, but I turned off. Like the adaptive triggers felt very heavy to me, so I turned them to the other setting where they were less intense. I didn't even notice, honestly. Yeah, maybe I have weak fingers. I don't. I didn't even <laughs> I, notice. I I haven't I, bought I, that. I, I, I kind of so. get what you're saying, like James. I kind of get what you're saying. It did get a little, at times, like a little intense, but I overall but like, I enjoyed. Yeah, it. right at the start, I got flashbacks to playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. With the web, with the heavy weapons and that, where you have to really force them triggers down. So I, I turned it off almost immediately. Um, but it's nice that they have like an in between setting where there's not yeah. as much, uh, it's not as heavy, and, mm-hmm. uh, but it still has like trigger support where you can yeah. still press it down halfway. Now, I I did I did find some of the guns kind of useless. Like like the buzz blades really didn't do anything that well. Oh, and buzz I blades really... are. A... I didn't like that at all. Cold oh, snap. I, like- I, I never use cold snap. And... Oh, cold snap's cool. So I never use that. Yeah. The thing is, like, um, Dory, you asked earlier, like, which gun was our least favorite. Yeah. I, I don't think I disliked any of them. I only disliked but... the shield. That was it. Everything else I liked. I didn't dislike but, it. I just but didn't. the thing I is, I, I, I do this thing when I play Ratchet and Clank. I don't know if I'm if anyone else does this, but um. I will stop using a weapon as soon as I get it to level five, and I'll start using oh, really? any weapon that still needs because le- I want to level up all the weapons, and I don't want to yeah, waste yeah. any opportunity by using a gun that's already leveled up. So I spent most of the game using weapons that weren't my favorite because I wanted to get them out of the way, you know, out of the way first. Um, yeah. I had my loadout and it worked and it wrecked those yeah. mini bosses so quick and I was just yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna fly through the game. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah think, exactly. Um, Go ahead. On on the topic of of guns, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but uh, the enemies will actually like call out what gun you're using. So like, I had the buzz blades out the other day and I was shooting them, 
and like some grunts right in the room they're like oh no it's buzz blades you know and like they were getting mad and then like uh i think when they had the sprinkler out once one one grunt was like don't go near that thing like you know stay away i think that's cool i was playing i love those little details they put in like i was playing i was playing spider-man not long ago and i i didn't notice this but the, the first time i played it but if you wear like different costumes different uh suits in that game uh at least if you wear the punk suit on uh j jonah jameson's podcast you'll have like a one one of those segments will come up talking about how you're running around in a punk costume which is hilarious and i didn't realize i didn't realize that before that's a really cool that's perfect for j jonah jameson too (laughs) yeah that's just fuel for the fire for him yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, this, okay, so they I, I, they put those little details in. I love it. Oh, Seb, go ahead. But this game definitely favors like the bomb focused, like like because all a lot most of the enemies in this game are always like next to each other. So if you just spam like the anything that like explodes, this yeah. game gets very easy. Like extremely. Yeah, I felt like the shatter bomb was a little inaccurate. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was just using it badly, but I I did feel like the shatter bomb. Uh, and then wasn't as accurate as I wanted it to be, and so yeah. I did use it in a pinch when I, especially on mini bosses. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I thought the drill hound was like OP when you fully upgrade it. It was drill just taking, was so good. It was taking out all the flying enemies. And didn't have to aim. It automatically like locks in. I think. Pro- Proton laser or whatever it was, the one that you could like oh, yeah. move around. That was great too. That thing's cool. Yeah. Those, yeah. Uh, I mean, all the games, all the guns in this game were great. Yeah. yeah, the one I, I like, I, I think my favorite might be the black hole swarm. Is that what it's called? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the minigun. Yeah, I that's think real nice. I don't know yeah. why they call it a minigun. It fires so many fucking bullets. But. Yeah, that was yeah. my that was like my final weapon in the final boss. Very like, big gun. I think it's uh, because the bullets it fires are small. No, that can't be right. The, uh, I know. So... I know there's a reason for it. I forget. Okay. In the uh, in chat, uh, Mr. Flippers, aka Michael is asking how it compares to the other games. So for me, I played the one in 2013. Um, I think it was 2013 on PS3. Which one was that? Uh, Do you remember? Phew, was that Into the Nexus? The uh, probably. Okay. It had to have been. I, well, it was the one on PS3 that was the latest one before the remake, right? I will do some um, research as you speak uh, and say things. Yeah, before the so, Nexus. I played that one in college uh, and really, really enjoyed it. And that's one of the only ones I played. Into the next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's one of the only ones I played. And it was hella fun. I felt like it was, to me, I think I liked the pacing of that one a little bit more in that for this one, and this is an issue that I had, by the way, with It Takes Two, um, even though it was a wonderful game, is everything felt like very MacGuffin-y. Uh, it was the next thing that you had, you're going to the next world mm. because you had to find something and then that thing breaks and then this other yeah. thing needs to be found. It's and just that an excuse for gameplay. Yeah, exactly. And sure. so the storyline, the characters are great, but the moment to moment push to get through the storyline to me is not, was not I, uh, interesting in any way. Uh, I uh, I totally understand that. I think, mm-hmm. I think I personally let it slide, let stuff like that slide in a game like this because... Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting the Godfather Part Two, right? Right. Um, so I, I'm like, yeah, okay. As long as there is a plot to follow, I think I'm happy. I, I will say I haven't played too many Ratchet and Clank games. I've only played 2016, uh, the uh, reimagining, um, and I played uh, Tools of Destruction. 
Um, I will say I definitely prefer this over both of those, although not like by some huge margin, but um, mm -hmm. definitely like if I went back to one game, it would be this. I, I did not enjoy in 2016 how they had um, those uh, trespasser puzzles. I hated those. Uh, and eventually I just skipped them. Oh, yeah. um, I also found um, some of the fights kind of frustrating and some of the uh, weapons I, I didn't find particularly useful. But yeah. um, I don't remember Tools of Destruction. It's been too long since I played it. I played it in like 2017 or something. That's one of the best ones. But I, I remember really enjoying it and being really impressed by it. Um, but I will say this is my favorite Ratchet & Clank easily mm -hmm. so far out of the three I've played. I mean, it's hard because it's playing my top three. Up Your Arsenal is probably the best one still. Uh, Up Your Arsenal is the highest one on Metacritic as well. Yeah, popular uh, opinion, 90, I think. It's 91. Uh, but that's probably like my top three. Up Your Arsenal, Going Commando, and probably this one would probably be my top three. It's very close, too. So it's really hard I, to rank I, them because they, they, they give you all different things. So Yeah. I, I don't want to so... get too much into specifics because this will... There, there's a certain thing you get uh, like halfway in the game, which is just a game changer in terms of movement. But in general, movement in this game is so fluid. It's much faster mm -hmm. than 2016. Yeah. Like, oh, that's yeah. one reason I, I yeah. can never go back to 2016. You're right. It's a solid game, but uh, I don't. I couldn't imagine ever playing it again. It would be so slow compared to this. Um, the yeah. dash just does a world of good for this game. Yeah, because one thing I hated about the, sec uh, the reboot in 2016 is that you had to play the game a second time to get the platinum. And I was like, I love this game, but the second playthrough was a chore to get through. Somniac, yeah. please please stop making uh, trophies for playing the game twice because you had to do that Miles Morales as well. And you couldn't yeah, skip cutscenes. And you couldn't All skip right. cutscenes. Uh, you can you can skip some, but it's so selective. I yeah. like yeah. I I, I kind of speed ran lightly speed ran um, the original Spider Man, and I found that a better experience to speed run than Miles Morales because you can skip almost every single cutscene. Yeah. Um, and, and you can beat it easily in like 10 hours. I think. And I got nothing out of playing the second time. The second time, there was nothing extra, like cool. Yeah. I didn't, any game, was there not a bolt yeah. multiplier? Or... You do, you do get some new abilities, but I didn't think yeah. they added so much that it required a second playthrough. Yeah, I was like, we're a short, this is a short game, so we're gonna just gonna fluff it out, make you play it twice. Are we talking about Ratchet and Clank here? No, Miles, we're talking about Miles. Miles, Miles. Oh, okay, sorry. Mm -hmm. Have you, did, have yeah. you tried the second playthrough on Ratchet and Clank yet? What the new one? Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. I planned them. I'm I'm done with that game. Oh, okay. No. I always move on. I'm not one of those. Maybe like in the future. I'll yeah, make... I think that's it's kind of, and I've said this to you guys um a bit already outside of the podcast, but I I it's I I always makes me a little sad when people just move on, uh from Ratchet and Clank because it's kind of like I mean Seb, it's it's kind of like Resident Evil. Like you always say, Resident Evil is designed to be played multiple times. Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with ratchet and clank it's like it's designed to like the gameplay is designed for that second playthrough as much as it is the first oh. like you get bolt multipliers you get new upgrades no, for weapons you get so much more content in that second well, playthrough and like in other in, games though. in 20 in the 2016 game uh, i i enjoyed the second playthrough more than the first playthrough because mm -hmm. the gameplay was like you're there for the gameplay and the gameplay in yeah. the second playthrough is better than in the first playthrough yeah, I mean, this Ratchet and Clank game doesn't really—I don't know if it really gives you anything for doing a second playthrough, though. You don't. There's really no advantages, I think. You just get better gun, get co the cooler guns, I guess. But if it's this, I mean, if it's the same stuff as 2016, then that would alone make it worth playing through a game, in my opinion. 
I, I will say that I think we should all talk about the elephant in the room, which is that there uh, you can do other kinds of gameplay besides the main gameplay. Um, so there are puzzles with uh, 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 Clank, uh, and then there's also this little um, uh, sort of like, uh, I don't know what you would call it, kind of like a, sh- a shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it was, really. Tank shooter? But, um, okay. Yeah, you can, but anyway, you can skip, yeah, twin shooter. Yeah. yeah, and and so yeah, I wanted to ask if anyone, well, if anyone, if y'all yeah. enjoyed that, but also if anybody noticed that they, um, they included the Spider-Man uh, skip puzzle thing. It's the same button. It's the same. It's the oh, same cool. phrasing too. Just skip puzzle or skip, uh, skip whatever. What? I, I did the first puzzle and then I skipped every other puzzle. I was. Oh, I did all the puzzles. I only needed help with one or two. But I, I didn't. I don't like puzzles in games. If I get skipped them, I'm skipping them. I, I was pretty it. close to skipping one yesterday, but I I powered through. I said, "Yeah, I was like, that on a second playthrough." <laughs> I if I if I have to look something up, I'm skipping it. I really enjoyed uh, Clank's puzzles. I thought the tank gameplay was terrible, um, and I got lost so constantly because it, a lot of it yeah. is like you're going up a wall that'll then flip yeah. you up and around, and if you're turned around backwards, you're coming back, and then I, I don't know. It was. That to me was not a fun part of this game, and it was one of the biggest detractors. But I'm talking about, you know, one of a few. Uh, other than that, that was. I a have a weird. Part. Are you? Do you guys keep the microphone on your controllers on, or not the microphone? I'm sorry, the speaker. Yeah. 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 Okay. I had the speaker turned off on my PlayStation Four, like. I, when I first got it, I tried it and I said, "Ah, that's not for me." But I have kept it on for every, like my my PS5, and like I did not realize. Uh, I don't tell my daughter, but I was playing Ratchet and Clank last night without her, and uh, <laughs> I had the TV like turned down low, and just the sound of the bolts coming through scared the shit out of me. I was like, "Ah!" Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> that thing is so loud. Whenever, and yeah. I don't know. I guess you, and it's just like. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's actually a fun fact that I discovered recently. I, I don't know uh, how many things this is used for. I know it's used in the fully upgraded version of the Pixelizer. Uh, they actually make sound effects in the controller through vibrations in the rumble mores. Which oh, is nuts yeah. to me. Like, I, that is crazy. Yeah, like wild. the sound is like for the fully upgraded pixelizer, the sound effects that it makes, it's not made through the speakers, the controller's speaker. Oh, wow. It's made through the actual rumble motors. That's crazy. And that's I, crazy. I honestly would never have noticed that. Like I actually turned off, uh, I switched from the pixelizer because it kept making a noise every now and then. Where yeah. It would make like a retro noise. And I was, and it, I found it annoying, honestly. So I almost never. I would use the pixelizer in like a in like a if if I didn't have the, my normal shotgun out, um, but otherwise like I I wouldn't really use it. Uh, I will say it's awesome that you can use pretty much every weapon on every boss. Um, yeah. Yes. So um, I will say also that I enjoyed the puzzles, but so, especially towards the end they got a little tedious and frustrating. Um, I thought the twin shooter was okay. They seem to be going towards some kind of reveal of a mastermind behind the twin shooter thing, but then I don't think it paid off. Or if it did, I missed it. I'm not sure what happened. There's supposed to be some sort of master 
program thing behind the whole scene, and I I don't think I ever fought them, so I'm confused oh, if I missed out on something. Are you talking about the the tank oh. the glitch? Yeah, what? Glitch, glitch. Yeah, there is. Um, it's not much of a payoff besides like, haha, I've won. So, oh, I mean, I don't. Okay, I guess maybe I did get it. Then. Sorry, I don't know. But, <laughs> my, uh, I was surprised. I one of my problems with the game was probably the map. Like the map was fine, but like. There was things they just didn't explain anything to you, and it, it, like like you guys mentioned earlier that uh, like it doesn't tell you that like you can't you have to come back here later on to to, to get this collectible. It kind of mm -hmm. but it puts yeah. it on the map anyway. So you right, feel, yeah. like you, so you're, you're, I spent like longer than I should have looking for this collectible, and and then I had to look it up and I realized oh it's not until like late in the game you have to come back here and do it. And I was like if I knew that earlier I could have just I could have saved like an hour of trying to like find this stupid collectible like especially with the uh pterodactyl like you i didn't know that you could couldn't ride that right now it's like could it like give yeah. me like a little hint or something that was the on one world where you're looking for eight things ancient things yeah it was the same thing that dory brought up earlier where she said that like they'll tell you after you've collected a certain amount where the rest are yeah. and i didn't know that and so i collected them all first in the last yeah. Two, I think I had to look up online, and then as I turned them all in, they're like, "Hey, here's a power up that'll tell you." Oh, you got them all? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry about that. And that was so frustrating because the map wouldn't update. Yeah, uh, you had to you had to get really close to it. It wouldn't update, and so you didn't know. Yeah, because um, because the thing with me when it comes to maps and games, I like to complete maps before I move on. So like like Horizon for example, I cleared the whole map before I even go to the next story arc. Like I'm I'm like the whole map's cleared. Oh, yeah. Time I'm and even like in the second mission or something. So many companies have gotten that right. Like if you look at Star Wars, uh, The Fallen Order, uh, that's not the la that's not at all what Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Jedi. Over. So much backtracking in that the game. Jedi now. that fell. Um, so much is, yeah, there's so much backtracking, but they do a good job of making it very clear like you can't get yeah. that right now you can't go through that door right now yeah. it's red that's go true. away yep. uh and so there's a lot of signaling that's very easy to do in maps now um yep. that is really good uh by the way so michael i know we had talked about this earlier but michael asked is there anything with the adaptive triggers um and so james i think i'm curious what you're talking about with the cold war uh the black ops cold war sort of triggers in that same effect that they had i know you said you turned it down a little bit yeah so like in black ops cold war they they try and give you the sense of the weight of like the heavier weapons like the lmgs and the rocket launchers by making you like making it take a lot of effort to pull down the trigger to aim down sights uh for those weapons like the trigger gets very heavy uh, mm -hmm. So if you're running about with one of those weapons, for me at least, it gets it starts to feel pretty tiring to yeah. just even aim down the sights for those guns. I was getting a, like that level of resistance from some of the guns in the first level of the game, so I changed the setting. And they have a like they have three settings. They have the default setting. They have one where you can just turn off adaptive trigger stuff completely, and they have one that's sort of an in between where uh there is still adaptive trigger support um but it's far less intense mm -hmm. uh, and so that's why i sort of put it on is that middle ground and uh it was a much more comfortable way to play the game i will Although also you, say you do lose some you do lose some features in that 
which is a shame, like the actual rumble on the triggers themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, shout out to Insomniac for having really good accessibility features. Um, yeah, I feel definitely. like probably a lot of these were inspired by Last of Us Part Two. Um, that's cer certainly the vibes I got from their accessibility menu. But they had a ton of accessibility features. Mm -hmm. I didn't need most of them, but I was really glad they were there. So, did you guys like the use of the Dual Sense overall? Like, did it feel like next yeah. gen to you? Like, like compared to like Astrobots or Returnal I, or something? I, with the next gen thing, I feel like they could have used the portals a little bit more i mean that that's like the whole crux of the game mm -hmm. um and i feel like i can you know when i heard when i heard someone else say this like i feel like they could have used it in more interesting ways than just the ways they did i mean it yeah. wasn't bad yeah, I'm not, you know i don't think it was bad but I mean, yeah i can i can appreciate point. though that they didn't sort of try and shoehorn it in they still tried like i i feel like in that sense they were more focused on making a good game rather than a tech showcase yeah. yeah yeah but uh i think it i think i'm so used to the dual sense though that like some of the features just kind of go over my head now because i'm just like i don't even think about yeah, it, 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 just, becomes, it becomes second nature like like returnal at least like like when you, you felt the rain in your hands like they that one felt like oh wow but other than that the dual sense i'm just it's, so accustomed to now it's not i think that's something that i just got my ps5 i don't know a couple weeks ago just before this game so it was one of the really the first games besides astrobot that has made full use of the dual sense and that sort of like every feeling every step um and feeling sort of the way that sand feels different from grass a little bit in terms of the crunch behind it uh at first is very uh noticeable and it sort of is a little bit catches you off guard and you kind of focus on it a little bit more and very quickly is becomes to the back of your mind you don't even notice it uh and it does like create a better sense of immersion mm -hmm. um, and it's crazy how locked up those triggers can get. Like you're talking yeah. about James with the resistance. If you, if it wants to be locked, you're not going to be able to fight through it. And you're, I'm scared to break it sometimes. And it freaks yeah. me out whenever it finally does like release and let go. <laughs> that uh, that really was our bad. concern. That was our concern, but I, I've had it. I had my PS five since day one. I never had yeah. a, like, I never, like I never had that problem. Like, well, like, I was worried that I was going to break it, but I never had a situation where I was, like, slamming on my, slamming on it either, so. Yeah. I never it had is. any doubts because Insomniac has experience with resistance. Oh, my God. But I'm <laughs> All right, so. All right. Uh, so Have, a good, night, Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Nate, what do you think of the, like, the adaptive triggers and the dual sense and stuff? Uh, I like them. Uh, I think it's really cool now that, like, uh, I barely use the left trigger because, like, with like most guns, like with the shatter bomb, you can pull down yeah. the right trigger halfway and see where you're going to throw it. So, like, it's just you know, uh, it's just become second nature to like not even aim with most guns. It's just like, oh, I'm going to see the arc of where this is going. I'm gonna see the, you know, like, I'm just gonna pull this and like switch to a different gun. Uh, but yeah, I I really do like the adaptive triggers. Uh. Overall, for like the whole console, though, uh, my uh, my partner has complained that like if I'm playing with headphones on, she goes, "That controller is so clicky. Like it is so uh, loud when really? there's no other ambient noise, and it's just like click 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 click." You know, and it's <laughs> like, oh, so. But uh, yeah, I think Insomniac did a really good job with it. I haven't played Returnal, so I don't know what the uh, I've seen the the blessing tweet of the controller shaking when the rain is hitting it, which is cool, but. 
Um, like James said, I'm really I'm glad that Insomniac didn't just want to make a tech showcase for the PS5, which I'm sure is very tempting to do when you're yeah. making your first next-gen game. It's just like, let's show them this instead of just like, let's make a good game first and then we can throw this in. Yeah, because like in terms of the technical side of it, like you gotta get used to the like all like teleporting around and stuff. But like, what I'm, it takes I'm to actually not used what it, to what the it takes load to actually do that. Like, yeah, what it takes to actually do that yeah. is mind blowing. Like, yeah, if they put this game on PS4, my PS4 would have flew out the window. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm I'm just thinking of like going through those dimensions. Like, uh, it's amazing. There's there's one part later on where you're just flying through. And it's just like, what the hell? Like, how did they do this? Like, <laughs> I think Seb, if 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 you had put this on your PS4, Delta Airlines would have called you and told told you to please land your vehicle at the, your nearest convenience. Yeah. I mean, this is a no fly zone. This is a no fly zone. I'm not gonna fly here. Probably the UFO the Navy saw in the sky. They don't know where they. I, I honestly, yeah. That's that's the PS4 trying to run the Last of Us Part Two PS5 update. So yeah, odd. <laughs> it's weird oh, too because like. In those sequences, when you're flying through those rifts, it feels like, uh, I mean, you're just so used to that being like a pre-rendered thing, right? Where that's just a cutscene. But in this, like, it is the fully realized world that you're flying through, and it's just snappily getting through it. And then, like like, uh, James was talking about earlier, I don't feel like they used it to their fullest potential, but it was still very impressive to be able to see it in. Yeah, sat at some dimensional rifts and like slowly turn the camera like you know it's like okay i'm looking through the rift and then i'm slowly turning the camera around it just to like you know kind of get that glimpse of like oh they loaded the level behind the portal and there's nothing there like once you hit that portal line it's just like you know here's where the level would be like if this dimensional rift didn't exist and then you just like you're looking through it and it's just like god that's insane in any other game, like a PS4 game or whatever, it would have been, instead of, like, tethering to the portal and ripping it open, it would have been this long animated thing of them, like, having to fight with it, and then slowly, and it would take 20 seconds for them to finally tear it open. Yeah. Uh, and, like, because it would have been hiding some loading screen, right? 20 and goddamn seconds. Preston can make his pancakes in that amount of time. Get it together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't got time for that. That's right. You know, it would have just been, like, sliding through walls you know halfway through some uh some rift i don't know if i've ever seen ratchet shimmying uh through a a crack in the wall yeah but uh well he has it a crack in time uh, time. very good very good (laughs) um what's interesting to me is uh, uh gene park from the washington post said that uh, with his review of the game that this was the best PlayStation exclusive since Bloodborne. Uh, what? Which is no. not which is crazy to me. Uh, that no. got me very excited for the game. I don't know if it lived up to that. For me, like Mm-mm. it, it. I'd love the game, but it's it hasn't beaten It Takes Two for me this, even this year. Um, but. Do, do any of you guys think that uh, this game sort of meets that expectation, that, uh, it's def- that statement? It's definitely it's not. It's my game of the year, but I, I wouldn't put it on the level of God of War, which I think is like the best game of the last 10 years for me. So, no, but... Yeah, The Last I, of Us 2? Come on. I can't even I, put I can't even put it in the... Lo- I can't put it in the same ty- like tier of 
Last of Us Part Two and God of War and Bloodborne. I think that like that's the upper echelon of PlayStation exclusives. I think it's in the next section, next tier, uh, for sure. But yeah, I no. mean, I I don't want to I don't want to speak for Gene Park or anything like that. But I feel like like when I first played Bloodborne, I was like, holy lord, the creature design, just like you know, like fighting the blood starved beast. I was like, look at the fucking fur on this thing. This is yeah. insane. And like, I, know, I get that I same feeling. When it started Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I, I get the same feeling like when I'm playing Ratchet and Clank, you know, it's just like, uh, and I know a lot of outlets have said it, but it's literally just like playing a Pixar movie. It is so mm-hmm. just gorgeously animated, gorgeously detailed that like, you know, so it's like, is it their best playing exclusive no but like as far as like getting me excited for the future of what like yeah. sony studios can do oh it's yeah like, for sure yeah like absolutely like if this yeah. is what they're putting out within the first year of the playstation sure. yeah. 5 like the rest of the generation is gonna yeah. be fucking amazing like yeah i mean i'm so sure. excited yeah i mean i can't even say it's the best ps5 game i, I think demon souls is still number one for me i think demon souls just, was just just phenomenal top to bottom but it's yeah that, that game sets up ps5 it sets up the whole generation like like imagine what they can imagine what they can do in like four or five years with the ssd and yeah it's just insane to think about i mean it's incredible that insomniac had this and uh spider-man miles morales as two of the leading ps5 sort of uh uh standout games right mm-hmm. and showcasing what it's capable of Absolutely. Uh, and I wish they had, of course, done more DualSense stuff with uh, Spider-Man, but it's incredible mm-hmm. that they get to lead off uh, sort of that that tech potential. Yeah. Uh, and you, where do you guys rank Insomniac now at this point in terms of like best PlayStation Studio? Is it? Well, it's probably not. It's Naughty Dog's probably number one, I would imagine, on this podcast. But like, is that is it second best now? I like, I feel Insomniac? a little biased because Insomniac is one of my favorite studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they have been for a long time. But yeah, like, they're definitely... If they're not... Like, uh, The Last of Us Part 2 is my favorite game of all time. But uh, if Insomniac isn't better than Naughty Dog, then they are second place for sure for me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've certainly climbed up for me. Like, uh, you know, I I never really played the Resistance games. Uh, uh, I only played Poor a few shame. Ratchet games. <laughs> I tried with Resistance too, and uh, I'm right there with and, you, Nate. And then I, I was like a platinum uh, person back then, and then I went into the multiplayer to earn those trophies, and no one was playing at the time. <laughs> oh, I was no. like, oh, so I put the game down and just never went back. But uh, you missed your chance, yeah. Like uh, now the servers are gone. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, like since since the release of Spider-Man, uh, the on PS4, like they've certainly become a developer where it's like oh insomniac is working on that like i i'm excited and i won't lie when it was revealed that insomniac was doing spider-man i was like over sucker punch like over someone who's literally done a superhero mm-hmm. game like you're you're getting the ratchet guys but okay yeah. you know like maybe but now it's like oh insomniac is working on this game that's rad it's gonna be i, right. I think it's gonna be like it's gonna be like naughty dog like you know oh it's gonna yeah. be high quality it's gonna be oh, a yeah. great game yeah i I think Insomniac is probably the most consistent after Naughty Dog, but it's just hard for me with Santa Monica. Like, is it, if God of War Ragnarok is just not, like on the level of God of War, again, another ninety-five yeah. out of a hundred kind of game. Like, you know, I and what I've what I've always loved, 
what I've always loved about Insomniac though is that they have range. Like mm-hmm. they they can do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, between resistance and crash and uh, no, not crash, right? Resistance and ratchet and what uh, dimension Spider-Man. are you living in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, they've got like uh, so much. Um, they've got so much variety in their sort of portfolio. Um, mm-hmm. and they're just such a, such a talented developer, and also that's fair. Naughty Dog, like. Naughty Dog is a studio that, and I think Santa Monica, I would say as well, is like they're like studios that work on one big game at a time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Insomniac has two studios, and they yeah. work and they it work must on like be pointed out two games yeah, parallel. As, you know, as much as I love Santa Monica and as much as I love Naughty Dog, it's kind of crunchy over there. Uh, as far yeah. as I'm aware, and I, mm. of course, uh, other employees could come out and speak something, say something. But as far as I'm aware from employees speaking out on Twitter, there was no crunch in developing this game, which proves yeah. that you don't have to do that. You don't have to basically torture your employees just to have make a good game. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I think that really speaks to what the industry is capable of um, when we don't treat employees like disposable people. Um, anyway, I, yeah. I, though that is great. I will say statements like that do worry me because I feel like, is that too good to be true? You know, yeah, but, sure. Yeah, um, you know, let's let's sort of uh, hope that it yeah. is. Yeah, I think I think another thing with Santa Monica is they've only made one franchise besides yeah. Connecticut. So yeah, so I guess you can't. I guess you can say uh, Somniac's number two. Just because um, I'm Santa Monica more variety, more variety. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Santa Monica uh, have sort of helped out with some other games as well, like Journey and oh yeah, yeah, and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. I will say uh, one last thing is that I recommend everyone stick with the credits. Um, there's a really cool thing that happens. I don't want to spoil it, uh, but for Nate and and whoever else mm-hmm. uh, might not have finished the game yet, uh, there's really great stuff uh, in the credits. Um, that uh, you know, I just think it's a cute little thing. Do you get it if you skip the credits? I don't think you do, and that's why I'm saying you should stick with the credits. I'm not sure if I remember. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I remember the thing you're talking about. Yeah, it's um, like I, I, I watched. I think it's, it's I, very fun. I watched all of the credits up until I think they went to the black screen credits, where they just scroll. Once all, like I watched all the animated sort of credits. Sure. I think it's I think it's during that part, but I could be wrong. It's been right. a, a week or two, but anyway, you can probably just look it up. And there there's there's a a, a fun little thing. It's not like a post credit scene. It's not like setting up another thing. Don't like. It's just a a fun nice little thing. Yeah. Um, if you if you think if you think about like what Arkham uh a city or uh, okay. Arkham Knight did at the end in their credits, then you probably get the idea. Yeah, it wasn't like Sam was in this game. It wasn't Samuel Jackson trying to join the Avengers or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> even though, even though the the you know what Ratchet is a part of, I can't remember the Rangers or whatever. They're basically Avengers in space, or the Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. You know what? Uh, find it, the best Guardians of the Galaxy game there ever will be. Yeah, for sure. Until um, September, am I right? Nope. Anyway. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, this game has charm. Any uh, any closing thoughts on Ratchet and Clank then? Yeah, uh, game of the year, gorgeous animation, 
great gameplay, just fantastic all around. I think it's gonna be hard to top. I think I don't. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. There's gonna be another game that's gonna probably live up to it for me, and we'll see. But it's it's gonna be very hard to beat for me. Well, you still Metroid have to play Dead Dead. Too, so. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I can rate. I'm not. I can tell. But I'm not. It's not probably not gonna beat it. I I but feel we'll like. See. I feel like if you enjoyed Ratchet and Clank, there's enough similarities between that and It Takes Two. Oh, I probably yeah. like it, but I don't know if it's going to be number one, probably. Hmm. Well, we'll see. It sticks uh, up on you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, great. Uh, that's the end of the show, then. This is all we have. Uh, we, we just, we're just talking games this week. Uh, Preston. Is, is Dory uh, frozen? I, yeah, Dory's a little frozen. Okay. Oh, yeah, we almost so made it yeah. to the Someone end of the show. Someone used the cold snap oh, on her. I thought, I thought like, you guys were doing a skit or something. She, was, she froze on purpose. Like, <laughs> you're setting me up to do something. We made it so far. We almost finished without any technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah, that was like for the first stream. My yeah. mic was perfect this this week. It's a miracle. It was. That changing the sensitivity definitely fixed it. Um, hey, uh, Seb, give me a number for Ratchet and Clank. Like a score out of ten? Yeah, a nine. Okay, I'm okay. saying not a nine too. Actually, I think I would go eight five. Personally, mm-hmm. it has it definitely has problems, but just not enough to like make it an eight ish to me. Like it just yeah. blew me away enough to make it a nine. Yeah, it's four point okay. five for me. Worst yeah. game ever made. <laughs> we uh, we officially lost Dory, and the boxes are screwed up for the video version. So I am gonna wrap it up um so yeah thanks for joining us uh and uh we will see you oh wait no hang on i need to do the intro uh the outro sorry i need to wrap up uh if you enjoyed this if you listened to audio version of this and you enjoyed it you know subscribe in your podcast apps uh god fucking hit that like button hit the like button i hate this part i never i never get this right i need to write it down i need a script for this bit no um Oh, what else? Uh, give us a rating on the Apple Podcast app because you can do that on yeah. that one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Thanks for watching us live. I think it went really well live. Like we had really yeah, almost no yeah. problems. Dory ruined it, but yeah, Dory had, absolutely no ruined it. Uh, so Dory won't be on next week. Everybody, uh, you know, she's gone. She ruined yeah. it. Um, <laughs> Hi, Seb's dad. <laughs> Hi, Seb's dad. How you doing? Um, Preston, you want to tell us about yeah. Level Zero one more time? Yeah, Level Zero, it's on all your podcasting stations. Also, uh, we would love a like and a review and all that stuff. Um, and if you just want to learn more about the video games that you love and the franchises and the companies you love, give it a listen. It's got the blue background with the controller on the right side. Great. Uh, any other projects you have that you want to plug, or is that? Uh, that's going to be it for now. There should be, hopefully, a video coming out with you guys here soon. What? Um, Wow, never mind. No way. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, we'll get that out by the end of the month. Yeah, uh, looking forward to that one. Uh, Nate, do you have anything at all that you want? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that's at Interata. Uh, two T's, probably, maybe. I honestly don't know. <laughs> uh, I think it's one T, two R's, and then two T's underscore. Um. Yeah, where you can just find I tweet game thoughts, uh, what I've been playing. I tweet other things too, uh, sometimes jokes. 
I kept yeah. wanting to call Final Fantasy VII Intermission Final Fantasy VII Inerata for some reason for like the past <laughs> well, week. So that, that was... Square Enix kept contacting me and they are like, we yeah. want to call it this. And I said, no. <laughs> I said you had cease and desist on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to wrap up now because uh, we're all split in half yeah. for any yeah. video viewers. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next week live once again. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <clears throat>